Hi, you're listening to Ten Minute IS Paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called "Powered by Qinghui: The Melding of Traditional Values and Digital Entrepreneurship in Contemporary China," by Xiao Xiao, Barney Tan, Carmen Liang, and Felix Tertian Tan, published in the Information Systems Journal (ISJ) in 2020. The German philosopher Hegel once wrote about a concept known as the Volksgeist, the ghost of the folk, the collective consciousness of a group of people. You could think of it as cultural or national identity. Now, cultural identity is something that we would care about when thinking about how people do business, because cultural identity is going to influence how people relate to each other and what their values are. For example, when you're working in a Western business environment, some of the influences on the culture of the people are going to come from places as diverse as ancient Greece or the Roman Empire, Christianity, Enlightenment, the Scientific Revolution, and also the specific national history of whatever country you're currently operating in. The authors of this paper here are interested in the culture of China. In this paper, they unpack a particular cultural concept known as Qinghui. It's in the title of the paper: Q I N G H U A I. And this is a concept that's actually emerged out of their research into digital entrepreneurship. Essentially, they weren't going out looking for this concept. They were just trying to understand how tech startups in China create successful outcomes for themselves. And it just so happened that in the three case studies that they were looking at, the the concept of Qinghui came up across all three. Now,、uh, Qinghui isn't a very well known concept. If you go into Google right now and type. Qinghui. The first result is a dictionary definition which vaguely translates it to feelings, which isn't exactly on point, at least according to this paper. And then the second result is this paper. So、uh, it's definitely a concept that、uh, probably deserves further unpacking if it is, in fact, quite substantial to how people do business in a Chinese environment. So anyone who's ever looked at、uh, the Chinese culture and language in relation to how people do business, and in particular digital business, has probably come across a similar but different concept known as guanxi. That's G-U-A-N-X-I. Guanxi here is another one of those cultural concepts which there's some difficulty translating. Some options include interpersonal relationships or connection. I'd say it's it's a particular approach to social capital. Um, so in the same sense that Guanxi is a particular approach to social capital, what this paper unpacks, this concept of Qinghui, is can be kind of seen as a particularly Chinese interpretation or view on virtue ethics. You can think of the Greek concept of phronesis, although that's not exactly the same, but it's It's in that general direction, so less about social capital in particular, and more about one's outlook on life, as the authors themselves define it—a moral commitment to a spiritual ideal. Now, the authors make the point on page three that, firstly, because of government support and regulation, Guanxi networks are probably not as prominent as they used to be in the case of digital entrepreneurship. But what is then important to understand is how businesses and business stakeholders position themselves relative to each other and relative to the role of the business in society. And so, these are important considerations which Qinghui addresses more directly than a concept like Guanxi. So that's the kind of comparison of those two related but different concepts. So, what is Qinghui really? What moral commitments are people making to which spiritual ideals?
So what is Tinghui really? The authors define on table two that this plays out at different levels. So on the individual level, Tinghui is about self-cultivation and selflessness, which you can think of uh, self-cultivation similar to self-determination theory and selflessness essentially a consideration for other people. So then this translates to the organizational level where self-cultivation translates into adventurism, the desire to take risks, to pursue causes even in the face of uncertainty, whereas selflessness translates into solidarity with other people at an organizational level. And then at the societal level, the self-cultivation and the adventurism looks more like a balance between business and pro-social ideals, the yin and the yang, so to speak, and the selflessness and the solidarity translate into harmony with other people and other organizations. So not quite cutthroat competition, but respect and consideration for other players on the market. So then what does this look like in practice? The authors define this in table three, immediately after table two. They look at this in the domain of the business, the organizational, and the technological. You can kind of think of this as business models and value propositions versus how people organize and how human resources are managed, and then finally how technology is used and leveraged and managed. So the first one, the business and the value propositions. The main point here is that the startups which adhere to the Tsinghui philosophy have that whole pro-social as well as pro-business, triple bottom line kind of thing going on, that they do have to consider their role in society, that the business value proposition should be justified not just in terms of profit but also what are they contributing to society for example the three case studies that the authors look at here uh, there's a fintech company and their value proposition is to provide financial services to an underserved segment young people college students there's another startup that tries to solve the issue of congestion and the lack of parking spaces in urban china and there's another one that looks at how we can reduce idle resources by promoting accommodation sharing essentially something like airbnb from how i read it here and so all of these value propositions yes there is a revenue stream coming in yes it is i would imagine profitable um but also that it is something that is pro-social as well that it serves some benefit in society and so that's the principles of balance and harmony coming in there meanwhile in the organizational domain we have those ideas of solidarity and adventurism coming in and this is where a lot of the other cultural considerations like guanxi and indeed confucianism come in as well and collectivism and traditional Chinese values and being hardworking and considering family units and so on. In the same way that, for example, in Western intellectual traditions, this is influence from the Greeks and the Enlightenment and even Christianity. Here, there's influence from, for example, Confucianism, Taoism, what it means to be a good person in that spiritual worldview. And that actually comes into play in these organizations, for example, how they justify why everyone should spend time outside of work hours for self-improvement and learning and reading about work-related concepts. The argument there is no longer driven purely in terms of profit or organizational hierarchy, but, but deferring to this broader spiritual ideal. And then finally, the domain of the technological. Here, it's this kind of interesting juxtaposition or contrast between the, the idea of self-cultivation forming this desire to create in-house technologies where possible, but also to have open ecosystems. Not quite open source as what we would imagine in a Western context, but certainly collaborative and seeking to create networks. For example, for the fintech startup, 
It meant that they went out of their way to connect their platform with QTSHE.com, a Chinese jobs portal that allows the borrowers on the fintech platform to then apply for jobs on this other platform. So these partnerships, which I mean, you do also see in Western contexts, but the justification here isn't just in terms of the additional profit that comes out of the partnership, but also partnership almost for the sake of partnership, because that's the right thing that you do, that it aligns with that philosophy. And because then it is in that Chinese context that you would think also aligns with the philosophy of the actual consumers who are looking at this. In the case of the hotel Airbnb kind of business model um, startup here, it meant that they actually opened up their platform um, to competitors within the hospitality industry. The authors give the example of a hotel chain who can use this startup's housekeeper platform to address cleaning needs, even though it's in a competing space. And so this is, again, the Tsinghui philosophy and those cultural values being actually embodied in how the technology is being used. So this Tsinghui concept is really fascinating to me, and not just because I'm a second-generation Chinese-Australian migrant, but also because as we try to understand the role of IT in business and society, there are these cultural dimensions. And as the authors make the point in this paper, those Hofstede cultural dimensions from decades ago are probably a little bit aged now, they don't evolve in the same way that a concept like Tsinghui evolved here. The authors make the point that it comes from like Chinese martial arts and it's developed over time. It's even influenced by events in modern history. Um, but this is a concept that's going to evolve alongside people of Chinese descent, not just in mainland China, where it looks like this study was primarily conducted, but indeed from California to Taiwan, from Singapore to Sydney, there are people of Chinese descent who have some relationship with these Chinese characters, Tsinghui, and what they might mean for how they view the world and view themselves and how they're going to do business with IT. I'm really excited to see if there's a whole stream of research around Tsinghui, and maybe in a year or two, when we do a Google search for Tsinghui, the results will be as interesting and diverse as when we do a Google search for a concept like Guanxi. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.